the squadron. They called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, you got to look out for this guy, Ollie London. Uh, really impressive from London, England, actually. Ollie London. Ollie London is a guy who actually transitioned to being a woman and realized, oh my gosh, what have I done to myself? Transitioned back and now is like on this, um, I mean, very benevolent anti-trans uh, rampage in a, in, a, in a good way. Obviously nonviolent. He's just making the case this is harmful. It was harmful to me. People don't understand what they're doing. And he's out there. And gosh, the sexualization of children, the sexual, you know, John Stewart, who remembers when John Stewart was normal? Remember we used to like the Daily Show, John Stewart? John Stewart has lost his head. And actually, I don't think he lost his head. Let me take that back. He just went to where the mob went. He went in the same ugly direction as the mob. And, you know, he's in show business and he thinks, well, this is what the people want. So he's done. He's doing that. I have to come back. I think I have this whole thing figured out. I can't wait to see Rudy Giuliani. The allegations against um, uh, Hunter, they're very serious. It doesn't come as news or a surprise to me. I knew he was doing this stuff. Uh, House oversight, this stuff has been established before. It was also present in that previous um uh, the uh, what do you call it? The um, the plea deal that fell apart. We knew he had all kinds of money. He wasn't paying taxes on it. And he was blowing it on everything else. It's against the law. Pretty cut and dried. Um, but I think the overall why this is happening now is to get Joe out. It's a big warning shot. It's also probably to keep him from testifying on Capitol Hill. They don't want him to do that, and um, that's where I am on that. And real quick, if you don't mind, Diego, I just sent you something. Uh, but I want to go to Vivek. I want to go to Vivek the other night after the debate. He was talking to Dana Bash, who really, I mean, why, why go into journalism if you have all the, all the answers there, Dana? Uh, have you heard of the great replacement, the great replacement theory? Well, I never heard of it until about maybe two years ago, but it's this thing from the left. They basically want to get rid of America by bringing in people who don't espouse American values, in fact, are totally opposed to the American way of life. I like legal immigration. doesn't matter where you come from. If you come here legally and you swear an oath to preserve, protect, defend the Constitution of the United States, welcome. One of the most beautiful things ever was that 2020 Republican National Convention. Donald Trump himself personally swearing in somebody from Bangladesh, somebody from Thailand, somebody from Nigeria, somebody from Bolivia. They did all the right things. They brought skills, and they brought their uh, allegiance to America. What's happening now with these people coming in uh, from God knows where? Uh, actually, we do know where. Some from China, some from South America, a lot from Africa. Uh, and they come here, and there's no obligation. They can live here. They can receive benefits. No obligation whatsoever. Maybe in a year. Meet us in court in a year, and they're not showing up at these court dates. They're being flown all over the country. This is the replacement. It's not, has nothing to do. I mentioned just for geographical sake where they're coming from. It doesn't matter, really. Um, other than to emphasize where they do come from, there's another way of life. Not American. And this is the replacement theory. This is the replacement. It's actually happening. And here's Vivek talking about it with uh, a very fragile Dana Bash on CNN. 
when the Democratic Party and Biden, the leader of the Democratic Party now, as recently as 10 years ago with Mallorca sitting at his side, expressly talking about non-white populations exceeding white populations, that being a good thing, and immigration policies they've advanced to achieve that result remain in Mexico, which they're not enforcing. Let's have that debate rather than saying this is a dog whistle, this is going to cause violence. What I'm worried about is that we are going to have I would say I want to I want to be careful in the way I speak about this because I don't want to get to a place about violence. I want we're skating on thin ice as a country right now. But as a leader, it is important to give people the permission to say in public what they'll otherwise say in private. A lot of it grounded in truth to be able to have that debate without labeling let me just somebody ask you one question, a xenophobe or a racist or a let's just say, denier or anything let's else. Let's just say, and I'm not, I'm not going to use the term anymore because it, it is a dog whistle for people out there who are looking for reasons to go after people of color and and Jews. But let's just assume that, that that was something that was happening. Is that so wrong? So, what's, so, what's wrong with so what's then, wrong with people? First of all, of let me just pause right there. Being a majority, let, in this let me just pause right there. This is a legitimate discussion for us to have, but you, but we can't have it both ways to say that this is something that we're actually advocating for. It's an express policy, and we acknowledge that it's part of an express policy objective. Then let's actually get to the debate about whether this is good or not for the country, right? And so I embrace that, but. Thank you for getting to a useful place rather than just saying anybody who's saying this, if a person on the right says that it's a conspiracy theory, if a Democrat says it's immigration policy. And my view is I don't care about skin color. I could care less for skin color. Do you share the ideals of this country? The Jews will not replace us. Comes from the great replacement theory. I know you have to go, but just just go back and look at that and think about And I would say go back and look at air for the people that are watching this, the videos that Mike Johnson has released of Capitol Police allowing them in. We should be able to at least have that debate in the open and air the video of Biden saying exactly what otherwise is described as a conspiracy theory with Mayorkas 10 years ago. Let's have honest debate. We can disagree, but don't call label somebody an insurrectionist or or a racist or homophobe or a denier or anything else as a way of silencing debate. We should talk about it on the merits. And that last question yeah. you asked is exactly what many Republicans also want to be debating in the open. Whether I agree. agree. Merits, facts, that's what we need to be doing. Amen. And that's, so and show that, the videos, and I think I'll be good for the viewers. Right. Hey, by the way, some of those videos, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not just Mike Johnson. In fact, I, the, the real pivotal, pivotal ones, the real important ones, have already been out there for years. And uh, actually the one that Vivek uh, promoted on his Twitter uh, that I came up with. I think I, I, I got that one in 2021. So it's not just Mike Johnson. And, and, um, all right. So he mentioned, he mentioned Joe Biden saying out loud something that, yeah, smacks of replacing, replacing. And it doesn't actually, even though he's going to say race, it's race is not the critical part here. But I want you, this is the video he mentioned 10 years ago, uh, with Mayorkas at his side. Joe's vice president. And let's go ahead. Are we ready for, with that one? One moment. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, hit it. Not only are Muslim communities, but African communities, Asian communities, Hispanic communities, and, and the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So, uh, so there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration. Non-stop, non-stop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. 
fewer than 50 percent of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. So a couple of things here. Number one, I um, unrelenting, unrelenting, nonstop, unrelenting, nonstop. That's not good. Unrelenting. That's what we have right now. Unrelenting. You can't have unrelenting. It, you have to relent. It has to be orderly. Right now, the border uh, between Gaza and Egypt, between Ukraine and Poland, those those regions are far more orderly. <laughs> they're not unrelenting. You know, people are fleeing from war, but they're doing it in an organized fashion. Right now, Texas, Arizona, this this actually looks like the war zone. This, right? You can't have unrelenting. The other thing, an absolute minority. Now, why would he be excited about white people being in an absolute minority? And in, in, by one interpretation, it really is neither here nor there. It does not matter. It doesn't matter what people look like. We've gone through this a million times. But what the left wants, they think that people of color that they can get them to vote or that they will vote in a certain way. Because after all, people on the left, a lot of them are racist, okay? That they can get them to vote Democratic or portray them as voting Democratic, right? Now, with this unrelenting, unchecked immigration, migration, um, forget Democratic. Hey, voting Democratic, at least you're voting and you're voting within a like a relatively Western kind of motif. But with the... With Sharia law and all this other stuff, we have no idea where this is going. They want to throw the whole damn system out, potentially. All of it. And here's uh, Van Johnson or Van Jones. Van Jones, the crybaby from CNN. It's a couple of years. He he said what Vivek said the other night gave him chills. He was so scared. Chills, not in a good way, in a bad way. He's just frightened about Vivek. And that's Nazism. No, it's not. You heard it. It's fine. It's legitimate. Don't. That's how they try to stifle debate. You can't debate it because they can't win on the on the merits. I think we can, or we can at least have the conversation. Here's Vivek pushing. I mean, sorry, Van Jones pushing something that sounds uh, kind of weird. Uh, a while back, go ahead. In three, two, one, zero, ignition. And we do not have a launch. We do not have a launch. James Flippin just walked in. This happens from time to time. It's okay. It does. It's, you know, it's an audio thing. Um, How are you? Pretty good. Wait a second. Do we have it yet? No. Tell me about the Unity and uh, Hope rally yes. at City Hall. Yes, yes, yes. So this was this morning down in uh, at City Hall in Manhattan, and it was a gathering of faith leaders and elected officials in New York City. And they were rallying for peace and unity. And as much as anything, this is specifically in connection to Hanukkah having started last night. All right. And hold on. How about how about just keeping the streets clean? You know what I mean? How about just doing the governmental stuff? Faith and unity. This is was Adams there. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do anything else. Right. Just have a press conference. Let's just have an event. Let's just have a party. Sound like a party. All right. That was this morning at City Hall. Uh, so that's, and again, there was also that event, uh, incident up at Albany last night, the temple where the shotgun was fired. We hate that. By the way, stand by. Here is, uh, Van Jones, the famous cry, bar- cry baby from CNN. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. 
and you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Nazi propaganda. Now, uh, we have another clip of Van Jones back in the day talking about the great replacement theory. Do you have that one where he's he's wearing like white and it's a white wall behind him, right? Okay, let's listen to this. This is uh, from what year? 2011, I think. Keep going. Oh, you're further than anybody said you would be. And I, I have enough uh, uh, class and I was raised well enough to say uh, when you outdo. Yes, sir. Thank you. When you outdo expectations, you know, good for you. But. There's another side to this. People have talked about a miracle. Uh, I'm hearing about a nightmare. Uh, it's hard to be a parent tonight for a lot of us. Oh, this thing. Uh, you tell your kids, don't be a bully. You tell your kids, don't be a bigot. You tell your kids, do your homework and be prepared. And this is him, this this is him crying people- about when Trump won in 2016, calling half the country bigots. Raised the same country that elected Barack Obama twice. Barack Obama fired Van Jones, by the way. All right. Let's leave that aside uh, for the time being. i got to get something else in this uh, vein. Uh, uh, James Flippin, final thoughts? Uh, I just I'm kind of exasperated listening to this audio because I must have. It's almost as if there haven't been these rallies where, like, Democratic voters are gathering, spouting anti-Jewish propaganda and holding up swastikas and stuff like that and pretend, like I, I right? must have missed that it's amazing to me pretending it's not happening you know pretending that they're, they're, go, they're the phantom of white supremacy is out there and trump supporters are yeah. racist and, and, that, that. and then there was actually a reference to charlottesville we've talked about it on this show before that supposedly the big bad chant at charlottesville was jews will not replace us and yet we're seeing all this anti-Semitic rhetoric from the left right now. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, it's wild, but you know what? We're on the right side. Isn't it, isn't the truth? Cause you know, you're not that far removed from traditional newsrooms where they take their cues from the left, mm-hmm. right? They, and they ignore certain things and they emphasize others. And still for them, the big boogeyman is Trump, right? Trump's a racist, right? Anything BLM, that's cool. Antifa, we're not going to talk about that because it's confusing and it's upsetting and it gets under their skin, right? I mean, there's a this whole unspoken kind of way of doing business, and um, but it's been exposed. Not not nearly enough, though, right? I don't think so. No. Well, it's Friday, everybody, and that means uh, what does it mean? Friday phones. I'd like to. Man, I did go. I just got a text. Uh, someone, I, uh, two people I know, giving up drinking because they just went a little bit too. Who needs it? Who the hell needs it? All right, I've been not drinking for six years, six years and a month, and it feels great. I got to remember though, you know, there's a lot of sugar in alcohol, and why I feel so crummy right now. There's a lot of sugar in candy, and I really did a number on myself with Hershey's Kisses. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? I'm shocked. You know how many I, I I just you'd be shocked at how much I ate. I uh, ooh. I'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. $1.2 million financial support included hundreds of thousands of dollars in payments for, among other things, housing, media relations, accountants, lawyers, and his Porsche. Uh, media relations. Does he have PR people? Does Hunter Biden have PR people? <laughs> Um, mm, they have a lot of text messages from Hunter, which I, it's kind of gibberish. This is from Hunter to business associate number four and his personal assistant. Also, I just saw last week unmarked envelope in the office requiring signatures for my taxes. I wish someone had told me, but it's my fault for to thinking of that or having ignored an email. I'm sure Ion of you sent saying there is a large envelope in the office sitting the door, which requires 50 signatures, including Kathleen's. What do you do with that? If you're, (laughs) Uh, this is a, let's see here. Uh, From January to June of 2020. Remember that's the campaign. That's the campaign. Where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? Oh, why is he talking about Hunter? The defendant spent approximately $187,000 on personal expenses rather than pay the $45,000 he owed when he finally filed his 2016-1040. The defendant also received more than $500,000 in financial support from personal friend during this period that he used to fund his lifestyle and did not use any of those funds to pay any of his outstanding taxes for 2016. And guess what's going on in January of uh, 2020 to June of 2020? Hunter, according to Hunter, is clean and sober. Clean and sober. Yet he's running around spending money like crazy on that same stuff. They are so, I don't want to call them good at lying. It's just automatic. It's automatic for these people. Automatic. He also, by the way, sadly, doesn't know his sober date. He told the judge it was May 22nd. The judge said, really? I thought it was in June. Oh, yeah, I meant June 1st uh, because I had to give myself some uh, wiggle room. And he's still using, and that's really sad. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Right now, as we speak, Israel is winning in its war with Hamas. They're doing a fabulous job. They're keeping civilian casualties uh, low as possible. 
But you know what? Uh, it happens. It happens. And um, it's, uh, it happened when we uh, went into Iraq, Afghanistan. It happens. I think it's happening far less than it happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, actually. What else is happening as we speak? There is a woman from our neighborhood, I guess you could say, from Baldwin, Long Island, who's in the International Space Station right now. I think that's really great. Her name is Jasmine Mogbelli, NASA astronaut. She went to Baldwin High School. And then she goes to MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, because she was really, really smart, and then went into the Marine Corps, became a Marine officer, a helicopter pilot, a helicopter attack pilot, a Cobra pilot, uh, really good at science, really good at flying. She wanted to be an astronaut since, like, the age of four. And uh, now she's in the International Space Station. And you can follow her on social. She puts these great, great pictures and videos up of the Earth, of space, life on the space station. And I hope, I hope she uh, goes to the moon. Uh, and there's a real good chance that she could be, she could be uh, on the moon. And uh, we haven't been back since 1972. There's something fundamentally wrong with that. Amanda in Norwalk, Connecticut, hello. Hi, Greg. Thank you for having me on. Um, I thank you for giving us so much hope. You expose all this corruption, all this terrible stuff. Um, and to the caller that said that um, Trump is deranged, I completely disagree. I think he's the only one that, to quote his words, that can get us out of this mess. Um, And then one more point, um, when you were talking about how the left says that Trump is a dictator, it's everything they are. I remember day one when Biden came into office, he had stack of executive orders he didn't i remember seeing the visual on tv he didn't even know what he was signing they just put a stack of papers in front of him and i think he signed something like 67 executive orders in like the first hour of his presidency do you remember that i do vividly you're right you're exactly right he had that dopey mask on and uh it was in the oval office and they were like in leather bound folders they look like uh menus quite frankly from a restaurant and one after the next. And you know what? He's not the only one who does that. I mean, um, Obama did some. Uh, Trump did some. And that's uh, but it's part of the system. And there's always grumbling about it. Well, this is uh, kind of dictatorish. It shouldn't be like this. But it's measured, except with Trump. OK, right. And they lose it. So great point. I'm going to try to uh, visualize, show this visually tonight. Mr. Mayor, I've been waiting for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, thank you, uh, Amanda. Mr. Mayor Rudy Giuliani just walked in. And, uh, sir, I am so glad to see you, so anxious Always to hear. glad to see you. Your Great show last night, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Your take on the Hunter Biden indictment, uh, just just let me have it. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's probably a little different than a lot of people. I think they give him a big break. You do. <laughs> yeah. A big break. This is about the best they can do, given the fact that he's ratcheted up to this, you know. You think about it, we've gone through, this is the third stage, right? We had the first stage in which they're going to basically walk him out of everything. Then they had a plea deal that probably would have kept him out of prison. Now he's probably looking at a little prison. But they're keeping it tax, guns. Now, he could easily be charged with bribery, numerous counts of bribery. Money laundering, 10, 12 counts of money laundering. You could do a RICO case if you wanted to. Uh the evidence is there to do it. And the foreign agent stuff, right? Foreign agent stuff, uh, maybe 30, 40 counts of foreign agents re- registration with motive. You know, um, a lot of the foreign agent stuff is all technical stuff. Somebody fails to file. They don't know they have to file. 
he was doing it, you know, in some cases, three, four times a week. So it was blatant. If they don't prosecute him for foreign agents registration, they should give up prosecuting that statute. Because they can very rarely you're going to find somebody that violates it as much as he did. Or think about the hundred and something suspicious activity reports. Nobody's ever had over a hundred. Ever. So, all right. But so you think it's a nevertheless, I read this thing and it sounds pretty cut and dried. You know, big money coming in, consistently not paying his it's taxes. It's very aggravated. I mean, they keep saying it wouldn't have happened if it weren't him. That's a very aggravated tax case. It's not the usual, even big money tax case where somebody owes a million dollars, but they reported it, and they're paying it, and they're paying some of it, but they haven't paid all of it. He, was he wasn't just doing tax um, failing to file. He was doing evasion. He was trying to pretend it was something else so he wouldn't have to pay tax on it. That's a much more serious situation. And that's why the evasion – notice the evasion counts are the felonies. The failure to file and the failure to pay are only misdemeanors. If you – fail to file or you file and you don't pay, but you put an accurate number down, it's usually civil because they got the number and they're going to get you. When you mess around with the number, when you made $2 million, but you make it look like you made only 500000 that's when they go after you for a felony. That's evasion. Failing to – okay, got it. Um, do you think that this is a message somehow to Joe Biden that you know, we we all see how he's doing in the polls. He's terrible. Uh, by the way, this reveals him as a serial liar when it comes to Hunter. Uh, do you think that this is the deep state or the Democratic Party saying, you know what, Joe, get out? You can't, this, this, this we're coming for you next. Yeah, is I'm there any of that? Sure. I mean, I distrust our party so much. It must be some Republican McConnell involved in it. Yeah. Maybe they figure they can head off an impeachment too. And therefore, you never have to get into selling out our country and being a traitor. Does this have anything to do with uh, maybe not having Hunter show up to testify? Well, he pleads guilty. No, 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 no. Uh, testify. Yeah, say testify. It, no, uh, on, at the House committee. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 100 percent. Is this helpful in that regard? Yes. And it's uh, partially that's the consolation prize here. But couldn't he just have in front of that committee uh, pleaded the fifth? He could plead the fifth no matter what. But it gives him more of a. Cover for yeah. When people plead the fifth in this country, and this is unfair, they're always deemed to be guilty. Why are you pleading the fifth? Why are you pleading the fifth? There are a lot of reasons to plead the fifth when you're not guilty. But he would he would have been entitled, uh, subpoenaed by that committee for that deposition. Right. He should plead the fifth. Oh, actually, but no, you can't always plead the fifth if it's a deposition, correct? Oh no, you can always plead the fifth. You can always. I wish plead I knew that. There's sometimes you can always plead the fifth unless you get immunity. You can always plead the Fifth Amendment unless you're given immunity for that testimony being used against you. Uh, and then in a civil case, if you plead the fifth, it can be used against you. All right. So David Weiss is the U.S. attorney from Delaware who uh, filed these charges, right? Right. What – if you're his boss, right, and you read this indictment, you, you know the whole case, mm -hmm. and he comes in the room right now, what would you say to him? I would be very careful because we, we never know where Weiss, his boss, is is uh, is Garland. And, well, you're the attorney general. And Garland has to be really – he doesn't know where Weiss is going to end up in this. Is Weiss going to continue to be part of the uh, – fix it for, uh, for Hunter and the Bidens, or is he going to turn at some point? Let me ask you this then. All right, you're not his boss. You're his buddy. <laughs> okay, it's old – and, uh, you know, hey, what's going on? You're, you're, you're a friend. And you're advising. He wants your advice. Rudy, what do you think of the job I'm doing? What do you think of my indictment of Hunter? What would you tell him? I would tell him, I think, uh, 
I think you're an extraordinarily dishonest prosecutor. Uh, you're a disgrace uh, to being a United States attorney. In fact, I'm embarrassed that I held the same job that you did. I think he's been this case should have been brought four years ago, five years ago, by an honest U.S. Right. attorney. And by the way, he should be prosecuting for far more than this. The guy, the guy should be prosecuted for being involved in the biggest uh, uh, bribery scandal in the history of this country. When you said you can, covered up. you can charge somebody for bribery, like break that down for me uh, with Hunter. How, how is yeah, Hunter? Bribery doesn't need uh, to be written out on a piece of paper. Yeah, but what, with every with every dot uh, 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 struck and every and every uh, T crossed, you can do it with circumstantial evidence. So, for example, uh, all the money that he got from from Ukraine. Uh, for which he did nothing and did no work. And then his statement that he gave half his income to his father, that can be used against him. That's evidence that he gave the money to his father. Now, would you also like to see the check? Of course, but you don't need the check. His statement that he gave it to his father is an admission. Okay, couple, He's going to have to disprove it. But, that's ju- but it was just a text message. Look, you know I think he's dirty, but it was just a text message. Well, but matter. it is evidence. What is it? Just a text message. Can, a text is very powerful. Can you um, – all right. It's something in writing. It's better than a witness. Like, you could have two types. You could have that in two ways. Somebody could say they heard Hunter say it. A Hunter could put it in a text message. Text message is much more powerful. Hey, he could still charge him with stuff, right? I mean, uh, uh, Weiss could. This is not. This doesn't mean the case is over. He could, he could charge him. Right now, he could charge him, the president, James, Sarah, a couple of others with violating the racketeering statute. Uh, he could combine China. The transactions in China, the bribe from Buterina. What's the quid pro quo? She's never been on the, she's never been on the, uh, on the list for sanctions. And she's three, four, five oligarch. There are people way down the list on the sanctions and not her, but she's the only one that gave 3.5 million to the crime family. And you could view, you could view every payment to the Biden family as a payment to Joe. You know what's terrible? Because some of the stuff, and I forgot the name. Buterina, I know the mayor of Moscow's wife, right? The widow. So much of this stuff has been forgotten or swept away or just dismissed. And you know it. And the fake news is not. I haven't you know, memorized. They, you haven't memorized. You know it. It's in your bones now. But the fake news has so looked the other way that it, it has not seeped into the public consciousness. Yeah, you know that's what, what I mean? They're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid bringing that all together. Because that, that, we bring that all together. We're going to have the biggest scandal in American history, because you're also going to find out how much money happened on the other end, the bribery in Ukraine, uh, the $100 million to uh, Poroshenko and all the crooks there, some of which are around Zelensky right now. You're going to find out that Zelensky has been covering up for Biden for the last three or four years and also for his good friend, Kolomoisky, who laundered the money for all of them. You know, this is what's amazing about you. I mean, number one, <laughs> totally on top of your game, you you are providing such a service and you know this stuff a thousand times better than anyone else because you're the only one, literally, I think, in the world, one of a handful of people, certainly no American reporters, went through the trouble that you did to find out all this stuff. Yeah, I went there and, talk, and talked to them and took testimony and put it, on, put it on television. Maggie Haberman and Garrett Hake and all those other snobs, they, all they do is sit they on just Twitter. Don't want to, they know it's true. The New York Times knew it was true in 2015 when they broke their story. They, they knew when they broke the story about... How it looks so terrible that Hunter is working for uh, Zoshevsky, who's one of the most crooked men in in Ukraine. And and President Obama had named Biden as the point man 
they knew then that it was dirty. But the thing is, like, it's one thing, and the New York Times they'll they'll take credit for it. You see, we reported it, but once <laughs> and once followed it. one story in 2015 doesn't do the job. Of they wrote a not. thousand stories, literally a thousand and six stories, I think, to be exact, about the Mueller stuff. Yeah, you you, you have to be relentless to move the needle, and they are. They don't want to do that. Yeah, and if, if the reporter who wrote that story were honest with you, he would tell you that they never allowed him to follow it up. So tonight, when I am breaking this thing down, um, I'm trying to think of my headline on this. The headline is what? The headline is they've given him this, although it doesn't look like it. They've they've given him a way out of possibly or ever finding out how bad it really was and how compromised our government really was. Oh, I thought about this. And that would be a shame because we have to find it out to fix it. In the heart of his spending spree and the money coming into Hunter, right? 16, 17, 18, especially 18. That's when he moves to Los Angeles in April. Two months later in June, he buys that truck in Delaware. And that picture just came out. Comer, uh, it just came out. And, that is now weirder than ever. He gets that truck, but Joe buys it for him right in the middle of his debauchery and his spending spree, spending money like crazy. He he he, he pays his father a thousand dollars a month, thirteen hundred dollars a month for four months. And I think to me that's like they they're up to something. They're like, look at us, we're we're actually conducting a legitimate <laughs> transaction here. I don't. Yeah, it is it is weird. That that payment stands out as a it's, it's something crazy. There's something, there's something in it that we don't quite realize yet. How about this? There, there's the whole thing because they are very careful. They are like plausible deniability and all that stuff. Like, you know, at, at one point, we're gonna have to say that we got money. Let's pretend for a moment that he got millions of dollars from Hunter for China, which I think he did. At one point, he's gonna have to say, "Well, I did get money, but it was in the form of this." Right, and it's like. You see, I'm telling the truth. Yes, I did get money, but it was this. Reasonable amount. Of, in, fact, not, in fact, not very much money. And uh, it doesn't amount to very much, which is what they're trying to do with this. They're trying to make it look like Hunter was irresponsible on his taxes because he was a drug addict. And he was irresponsible with the gun because he was a drug addict. But he's not a 30-year bag man for the biggest uh, bribery scheme going on. In the history of the United States. Vivek Ramaswamy, who is just impressing the hell out of everybody, uh, says that this is the deep state somehow covering. It uh, is. And, but also, not covering, yes, but also they're sending it up so that Joe will have to be removed. Can't be the nominee. Yeah, you see and, I that? Think they, and I think they believe that if Joe gets out, a lot of the impetus for, for all the hard work that has to be done to get the rest and the political blowback from goes it away. Will go away. Goes I mean, away. look, it's a very, it's a very, very, uh, uh, very much used tactic for a public official to resign. And very often when they resign, either the case goes away or the case becomes a much more minor. After all, the public interest in going after him isn't as great when you have to get him out of office. Right. Totally fascinating. Mr. Mayor, thank this, you. This was a concession that they're in a lot of trouble uh, to do this. I mean, this is a big hit to take. To make it go away, but it's a lot better than what could happen. Amazing. Only you, sir. Only you. So grateful. And we'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
top of his game, Rudy Giuliani. What a privilege to talk to him about this indictment and uh, just amazing. And you know what? He's like the happiest guy I've <laughs> I, I, I've seen in all. He's he's just he's got a great. He's cheerful. Then you got to be cheerful. You got to keep up good cheer. It's actually in the Bible. Be of good cheer. All right. I said I'd take a bunch of calls, and we're almost out of time. Sandra, hello. Oh, hi, Greg. I couldn't call you earlier because I was having That's okay. What's up? Going, well, I'm going to um, do meet Donald Trump tomorrow night, I hope. I mean, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at a VRP table at Cipriani. He's going to be a special guest with Matt Gates. And when I meet him, I plan to say that I speak to you so often and many times. It's all about you, Donald Trump, how we love you. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Well, listen, uh, just enjoy the moment. You don't have to plug me or my show. Just enjoy the moment. You know, lots of people want to say stuff to him. You know, if only I can say this to him, you know, listen to him. You already know what you want to say. Listen to him. Right. I will. But actually, I can't wait. I, whatever you want to say is great. And enjoy, Sandra. That's interesting. I didn't know about that Cipriani event. Very cool. Uh, Max, hello. Yes, Greg Kelly. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, let's not forget about the forced quarantines with rule number 2.13. Of course not. Uh, what? Forced quarantines, forced to take medicine. Uh, oh, yeah, that that Hochul thing, right? Yes, yes. I know, I know. Terrible. I got to get on that, all right? I got a lot of plates in the air right now. I, You know, good luck enforcing that, by the way. You know what I mean? She can go to hell. She, she and, and rule 2.13, whatever. It ain't going to happen, all right? It just ain't going to happen. But, uh, you know, the law books say a lot of things, all right? Uh, I ain't I ain't following that one. Uh, neither are you, right, Max? Uh, I do. With the, the, the fight against this is just so that everyone needs to have their eyes open and awake. Eyes open and awake. We love it. Thank you, Max. I got to get on that. It's something that I've been uh, deficient in. Adam. Yeah. If I was rooted, I'd worry about Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss because he's getting ready to pay them out the yin yang. No, I don't think so. I think that's the case. He is going to go to ultimately to appeal, right? And he's going to win because they can't prove damages. Those two women have been so enhanced. They've been, <laughs> they're making money out the yin yang. Forget about these phony lawsuits. All right. They got the speaking gig. They got books. They've got uh, their heroes now in Atlanta. Uh, they got a gold medal from the president of the United States. Isn't that a little bit suspicious? Rudy Giuliani, no. uh, Rudy Giuliani insults one of them, and uh, and uh, th- th- they get to sue everybody in sight, including Rudy Giuliani. Adam, it's not going to work that way. Uh, Mike in St. James. Hello, Greg. Uh, if New York City is in such bad shape, does the mayor have the authority to turn the buses away? Uh, if the mayor does the mayor, he doesn't even know how to do it. He does not know how to do the job. Now, I am told that turning the buses away is, uh, difficult. But you know what? You get a really good lawyer and you come up with creative solutions. And also, you go down and talk to Governor Abbott. You don't antagonize him. You don't make it, you know, by the way, it's not just buses though. It's not just buses. It's airplanes. It's airplanes flying all over the country. We found that out from Rob Astorino. Remember that? Those planes coming in? So it's bigger than um, Eric Adams. It's a national thing. Although Eric really brought a lot of this on himself. Talking a big game, antagonizing people, putting out that silly welcome mat. 
giving all that those freebies. Remember the tent on uh, Randall's Island, the tent in the Bronx. Now, and uh, now the takeover. Uh, we may not have to deal with Eric Adams for much longer, though. All right, we'll have more. Uh, we'll have more soon. Thank you. Great weekend to be continued. <laughs>